Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the streets. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the Chuchu Kyle Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Episode 120 is brought to you by 606 Media, Chu Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Makes a great stocking stuffer. <laughs> or whatever you want to stuff. Uh, <laughs> as always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month listen do you like the show i do are you a fan oh yeah then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends if you enjoy the content if we make you laugh or cry or yell or throw things at the radio or just think please share it with others who you think would like it as well z what's up brother Happy belated Thanksgiving, man. How you doing? Happy belated Thanksgiving. Uh, you got any chili left over? Oh, uh, we didn't make the chili this time. Oh. We got, we, we had, the chili, chili is uh, specifically for Super Bowl. Oh, you know, I'll be there for Super Bowl. So no, no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, another week in the books. Definitely uh, looking forward to another uh, vacation. I had, uh, what, four or five days off. Uh, so I'm looking forward for the next, uh, I got three weeks in, and then I got three weeks off in Christmas vacation. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, the kids were on 12 today as they came back to school. Uh, my worst class was my best class, and my best class was my worst class today. It was Bizarro Day. I literally had to run out of the building because it was nuts. Um, yeah, but it was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's certain parts of your job that I've, I feel like I could do. Um, I, I, just being a coach, like in general, like, I think I would actually be a pretty good teacher. Um, but there are certain parts that I do not envy and as dealing with those kids every single day, uh, because you still got to deal with the kids that are just playing at playing out assholes, yeah. uh, you know, and there's good kids and there's bad kids. So, you know, I mean, and, and kids are moody as hell. I got two of my own, so I already know. Uh, and you never know what, what each day is going to bring a hundred percent that there's, you know, I sit down with the first graders in the morning and they're like, you know, some kids come in and they're like, the simplest thing will ruin ruin their whole day. Like, <laughs> there's no Apple Jacks. What do you mean? And that's it. His day is shot to shit. You know, 
forget about it. Don't even talk to him. He doesn't want to participate in nothing. And whatever. You know, I you got to put yourself in their shoes, right? Yeah, because, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Apple Jacks are fucking delicious, and if they're not there and I expect them to be there, I'm going to be upset, too. I would be, too. Uh, you know, I, some <laughs> kids don't eat at home, and, you, you know, you expect yeah. the Apple Jacks, and, you know, when they have uh, shredded wheat, I'd be pissed, too, because no one Ooh. likes shredded wheat, especially mm -mm. a, especially a six-year-old. <laughs> I mean, like you ever see you ever see the commercials where it's like you know, uh, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch was the one that did this where they made they 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 made their little cereal things as like a character, right? And they're like, oh, they're eating another piece of cereal. Yeah, you, know, you, you remember that, right? Yeah, shredded wheat. Be like, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm not, I'm not even this shit. I'm, I'm not, not even no. this. And I'm, it's me. I'm not eating it. Mm. I, I have two bags of Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, in, in the kitchen just in case. Nice. You know. Always, always, <laughs> always got to have a cereal, man. Uh, so I, I was able to catch on some things around the house, but not too much just because mm -hmm. I was able to, I was, you know, vegging out really because it's, it was time to disconnect from work and it's much needed. So uh, there's a lot of co uh, projects that are still incomplete. But uh, I mean, I got my laundry done. That's pretty much as far as I got done, like one or two loads. So um, yeah, but I spent the week really much bowling on Tuesday. Uh, and while we didn't win, I was able to bowl one of my best games of the year, finally breaking the 200 mark with a 208 on Tuesday. Nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. I went, you know, I put down some some bets down uh, and I played on brackets. Um, I ended up in second place in both of those brackets, so I won my money back. So for me, that's a win. You know, yeah. I, I gambled a little bit, a little thrill, and then you know you get your money back. So for me, that's a win. And then uh, Wednesday, I was able to catch up over with our friend Ivan at his new spot over in Wrigley Soul. Uh, great food uh, Trilogy was out there DJing uh, New York hip hop Homie uh, the homie DJ Trilogy Exactly he was out there DJing uh, I, I took uh, Louie and his girl out there um, they, they wanted to hang out So I was like hey come mm. through uh, you know, they're play it's Biggie versus uh, 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 it's all you know, New York hip hop, yeah, Jay Z, yeah, yeah. all that whole the whole clowns over there, chatterbox, yeah, exactly. So, um, I thought it was right up his alley, so um, it, it was cool. I mean, the drinks were great, the, the food was was really good. I'd recommend it go over to Soul over there in Wrigleyville, it's at the bottom edge of Wrigleyville, so and that, and that's his new spot because he was at yeah. another spot for a long, he was long at, time. He was at so Blend, yeah, my my yeah. sister, my sister's uh, old place that she used to own, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, Sean hits me up for the No Water and Weekend. He's like, hey, uh, there's a bowling tournament tomorrow morning. Are you in? And I was like, um, you know, I was a little inebriated a little bit. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> He's like, what do you bowl? I'm like, well, I bowled a 208 yesterday, so I'm good. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, so we were over there, and we uh, uh, I met his wife, Angie, and we bowled at Timberlanes. I don't know if you remember Timberlanes. Sounds familiar. It's over there on Irving Park off of Damon. Oh yeah, it's, yes, it's yes, a, yes, it's yes, a gray yes, yes. building. It's, it's, you went past that. You yeah, can always yeah, drive past it. If you're not looking for it, you're going to drive right past it. I, I drove right past it actually uh, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, and I, re I literally I looked over and I was like, damn, that place still here because they got that pro shop right down the street too. Oh, uh, like, Simmons the pro shop. Yeah, yeah, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh, funny, so, you know what's funny is that I actually thought about you guys because I'm I'm thinking I was like you know this random ass pro shop because I forgot the bowling alley was there mm -hmm. and I'm it's almost like uh, when you see a strip club and like two blocks away he was like hey come buy your stripper clothes <laughs> <laughs> that's that's location 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 right. sir so so I I drove I looked out the window as we we're driving past and I'm like. Man, this is a random ass place to have a pro shop for bowling, and then we drove. I was like, "Oh shit, this it's, place is still here." It's in between right. the both both bowling alleys. It's right there. Uh -huh. It's right between Waveland. Waveland doesn't have a, bowl, uh, a pro shop anymore. 
and, and Timber doesn't have a pro shop, but Timber is one of the oldest ones in the city. Yeah. They actually have wood. They're oh, wood. Okay. They're actually wood lanes, so you have to like Wait, step so up. What are the other lanes made out of? I have no idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask that question on Tuesday because I guess I don't know. It's, is it like wood and then they put laminate on top? I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. What they do, but I mean, these are actual wood lanes. You can see the grain on them, um, and uh, it's it, you know it was weird at first because it's uh, it's pretty high. You have to go up three, four steps. And that's where you, you sit down and whatever. And then you have to go up on another step onto the approach. So you're really high. So everyone's like down huh. watching you and you're really high. So that threw me off in that first game. But I, I as soon as I figured out the lanes, um, it was pretty cool. So you bowl one game, move over, then move over. Uh, and so you ended up bowling three games, but you uh, uh, you move over every time uh, the game is done. So bowling on wood, it was a new experience. And then I beat my current high of the year at 208 with a 219, sir. So uh, wow. this man is uh, uh, on cloud nine, but without angering the bowling gods because they're fickle. They're very fickle. I want I want to continue. <laughs> I want to continue my good fortune this Tuesday, and uh, I keep going because uh, I want to actually win some money for once, man. I I, I want to be like that dude that bowled the three hundred, almost a three hundred against us, and take home you know rent money, a thousand dollars here. Yo, wasn't it a story about like a hundred year old man like still getting three hundreds? Oh yeah, hundred percent. That happens all the time. Yeah. Like recently, like he was on the news and it was like, oh, I don't think anyone believes that I'm I'm 90 years old because, you know, I act like I'm 75. And I'm like, there's a difference. There's a huge difference. It's a quarter of a century, sir. There's wars in between. No, that's only generations. That's only, what, 15 to 90 is, I mean, 75, 90 is only 50. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that uh, my highest bowl score is 420. Hey. Hey. Yeah, that's your series <laughs> score, right? <laughs> Anyways, you want to see what the adventures I get into, follow me on IG at Big Z 606 Media Group or 606 Media Group on IG as well. But I digress and I kick it over. E, how was your week? Oh, man. You know, it, it was uh, busy. It's, um, my, you know, you know, my life is just busy softball, as hell. Softball, uh, softball. I haven't been on since we went to go see uh, Bellator with the yeah. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagom- Nurmagom- uh, Khabib's uh, little cousin, uh, Nurmagomedov. Um, that was the least eventful fight of the evening. I you know, know, I came later out. I was like, what? what is this? And we were, we were bored. I, we, we walked out before the uh, thing was uh, already completed. We over. beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Because last time I went to Chicago Theater, we were like just stuck in the, in the oh, parking structure for worst. like an hour that was that bullshit. Is the worst but yeah uh, so thanksgiving you know that was good uh you know hanging out with uh with some family there uh got a got the pumpkin pie from the sicilian bakery shout out to my neighbor anthony there we go uh go check them out lawrence and cumberland 4632 north cumberland sicilian bakery they got a lot of uh, old school italian um his, his dad is like fresh off the boat italian right so i mean like they got the old school. I think we're gonna go pick up some cannolis uh, for uh, for Christmas, and uh, yeah, man, we're doing it up. So uh, yeah, that was that was a, a nice uh, thing to be able to get from from his shop because you can get a pumpkin pie anywhere, but to get a you know homemade from the uh, from the homie that was uh, that was nice to do. Um, and then uh, so that was uh, Thanksgiving. Then on Friday. We just lounged around all day until uh, until my late nights because <laughs> hip hop shows are always late night shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over to the Hippie Holidays uh, Five at the uh, this th- it was a place I've never been before. It is at the Elastic Arts uh, Center, thirty four twenty nine West Diversity, uh, basically like Milwaukee Diversity and uh, Kimball right there. Um, oh, by it, the by the Gap. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like on the second floor right there. I had no uh, idea. I, I drove around for like 20 minutes looking for parking. I eventually ended up oh, right literally in front of the gap over there around the corner. Uh, but yeah, it was Mike Logic's birthday. So happy birthday, old happy man. Birthday. Mike Logic. Um, yeah, so we went out. It was it was a good time, man. There was a very uh, interesting place because you got this is like uh it, it, it's like this avant-garde kind of art thing there was a lot of hip-hop it was pugs adams a hobbyist who i'd never heard of that's not a hip-hop uh artist he was this like kind of drums and like hippie yeah, like i was i was like i am not I, I need way more drugs to enjoy this um <laughs> bad wolf great singers working with the hobbyist uh but like them two together i wasn't a huge fan but bad wolf was dope um uh Kyle Rosin, I think that's how you say his name. My apologies for fucking that up. Um, but he was the host of the whole event. He had nice. a show, or he had his own set plus a set he did with some of these other artists. And then uh, Green Lights Music, really, really dope uh, hip hop group. They have like five or six different MCs that they kind of bring in and shift around. They have a singer. They have. It, it's just if you get a chance, go check out Green Lights Music because they got a lot of different stuff going on. If you watch their videos, it kind of gave me like a, a tribe called Quest, De La Soul type of vibe. Just the three of them kind of going back and forth on the mic so that was really dope and uh yeah man hopefully uh you know one of them cats that are in that group is a huge bears fan so i think we might have to slide slide him in the show for the end of the season when we talk about the bears again man definitely slide him in yeah so that'll be fun and uh and then on saturday we went down to wrigleyville uh wrigley field for the winter wonderland at uh gallagher way it's essentially the uh chris uh was it christmas kindle market that they do downtown by the uh, picasso mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they basically did their own version over here at gallagher way kim was it was her first time down there to see kind of what the renovations look like uh, um and to see everything open and then they actually had it where you can uh for like five bucks you go inside wrigley they had like a train ride that you can kind of essentially ride around the infield mm-hmm. um they yeah. had a uh what is it they had like a skating rink and bumper boats bumper, or yeah bumper cars yeah, thing yeah, on know, ice yeah a lot, a lot of a lot of cool stuff it was just kind of cool to be inside wrigley and then i'm over there showing showing my daughter like hey right here is where so-and-so plays she's like i don't care (laughs) no no interest no interest she's like uh, i came for the food yeah and the food was good i mean we had some good foods we had like this uh this sandwich don't ask me what the hell the name of it is but it was like this they take that big stinky block of cheese and they heat it up and all the cheese melts and you just slide it off right into the bread i don't know man i don't know what the hell it was called but that, that sucker was delicious and uh yeah you know just hanging out have a good time we're in the line to go for the youngest to get on the carousel yep and i'm like why is there a tree in front of me and it turns out it's uh, nikolo vucevic vuch sighting uh standing right in front of me watching him duck under the uh the awning to get into the thing was kind of funny yeah and and i'm like oh i'm gonna go say what's up to him right after yeah. the uh the yep. ride's over i got my two girls he gets off after me he's literally got a child in each hand I'm like I can't I can't bother to do with his kids. Oh, I would have done. But while he's, I'm like I'm, I'm over here telling Kim like, hey man, I'm pretty sure that's Vuji Man right there. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Wait a minute, she listens to the show. She should know who Vuji Man is. I'm a, the funny thing is, is like, so she's like trying to sneak a picture of him, and the photo she gets, he's literally looking dead at her. <laughs> so she got a picture. <laughs> Whoops! Like, Put I your phone down that. all slowly and shit. <laughs> I think this lady's taking picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impersonation, there, sir. <laughs> and, and it's a bad impersonation because he's very American. He has a very American accent. He does not sound like that at all. But I mean, hey, that's that's a that's an accent I've had in my back pocket for about twenty years. So I, I, I pull it out when it's needed. 
But yeah, overall, good holiday weekend. You know, that's uh, good, you know, that's hanging good. out, watching uh, some football, <laughs> football and Thanksgiving, entertaining games to watch the uh, Lions lose at the last minute. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so they could stop bragging about that three game winning streak because no one cares. No one cares. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, football, basketball. Uh, you know, a little bit here and there, and uh, just you know, no FIFA for you on the holidays. No FIFA for you. No soccer. Uh, yeah. Um, also, there was a uh, uh, bunch of guys kicking stuff. I saw that. He, he's like, I, I kicked it hard. And I was like, not hard enough. I know that U.S. Uh, tied with England, and that was kind of an interesting thing because everyone's like, England's going to beat their ass, and they held their own. So they haven't scored a goal yet in the World Cup, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was. Are they playing uh, Iran on Tuesday? They are playing Iran on Tuesday, and yeah. this pretty much is going to uh, you know, let us know who's going to be in second place. So, because no. England's gonna take first place. Well, yeah, because so far all they've been doing is Iraning. There, the, the, Iran. <laughs> they've been Iranning. <laughs> and not scoring. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, it, it's not it's not my thing. Like I said, I'll watch when we get to the championship. Right? Like that's that's like other than that, I'm like, eh. I, there's after 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 Saturday. I think Saturday's the last day of this the round of sixteen, the round robin. That's the last day of that that round. After that, it gets it, it'll be interesting because uh, it'll play the full ninety minutes. They'll play the extra time if it goes into extra time, and then it goes to penalty kicks. So that that's that's more of your speed. You're like this will be exciting because there's going to be a winner and it'll be scoring. Yeah, playoffs and yeah, essentially playoffs, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean you got you still got the stars coming out. I mean you got Messi out there. I know there was a, there was a big deal about that, and oh, yeah. there's uh, reports now that soccer news for you. There's reports that he is going to be coming to Major League Soccer in the states soon, possibly. I doubt it. I doubt it. No, there's other news man. too that so you know how they exchange jerseys at the end. So he exchanged with Mexico. So there's him. There's a picture of him in the locker room, and it looks like his foot is on the Mexico jersey. Uh, but you know, reports from the Argentinian side is saying that he was he was trying to he was taking it off, and when he took it off, it fell on his shoe, and he was kicking it off his shoe, uh, and then he got Canelo trying to come for for Messi, saying come with it, you know, disrespecting the Mexico jersey. I'm like, I don't think he's gonna take a a jersey from a another player and do that. I don't think he's that type of, of dude. No, I'm, and I don't think he's ever demonstrated that. I mean, like, he, he is definitely a very animated guy, like, uh, kind of like LeBron. Uh, he has this thing where uh, uh, gravity is his greatest enemy because he seems to be laying down quite a bit. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. <laughs> where do you think LeBron learned it from? That's what I was about to say. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's something that the, the basketball players are, are going to learn from football or it, soccer it players. It seems like something that we uh, possibly uh, also both uh, observed as we're it's like, man, why is that guy down there again? Oh, did you see uh, LeBron's double, doppelganger, whatever, however you say that word, doppelganger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was, oh, there was a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, playing like, for, uh, for Ghana or whatever it was. <laughs> now I know where he's been the whole time. There's, there's a few. There's a few of them out there. His, uh, yeah. So hey, I, I don't know. Look, I, I'm not. I'm not watching the World Cup until it gets interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when it gets interesting. You let me know. Just shoot me a text, and I'll uh, I'll decide if it's if there's nothing else on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And I'm it'll get nothing. interesting on Sunday, but Sunday's football day for you, so you're not gonna watch any of it. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, I'll I'll watch it when the when the Bears game is over, and then I'll put on Red Zone on one, and maybe maybe soccer. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you what an interesting game. I won't give you a BS game. 
Yeah, I think they're out. Yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got a jam-packed episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to check in with all of our teams in the loop. That's right. Every single team with the hot stove baseball, uh, with uh, all the Bears injuries, with the terrible Blackhawks, and uh, a little sneak peek of what's going on with the Chicago Bulls. We got all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is... The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. Oh, boy. Hey, hey, do you ever have goldfish? Did you grow up with goldfish? Uh, Crackers, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, those you demolish. All right, a British angler in France has caught the fish equivalent of a unicorn, the long, ex- ex- elusive goldfish known as the carrot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no relation to carrot top. Uh, oh. The carrot is more than 20 years old and weighs in at a whopping 67 pounds and four ounces, making it one of the world's largest goldfish. Uh, the guy who caught it says, I always knew the carrot was out. It was in there, but I never thought I would catch it. Uh, Andy Hackett is the guy who caught it. at four, He's 42. He spent 25 minutes reeling it in. I'm not doing that. that Hold that, up. that The picture of that guy, in the, the guy in that picture is 42 years old? Yeah, he looks like he's 62. He's, he looks like Tom Waddle, and Tom Waddle's in his mid-50s. And Tom Waddle looks, looks better. Like Tom Waddle. And Tom Waddle still looks better. Yeah, even after you know all, all the injuries and the sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he posed with the with the big fish inside the water and, and threw the fish back in the, af- afterwards. But he he got the record or whatever, and uh, he celebrated by having a cup of tea. So uh, yeah, that fish looks disgusting, dude. That fish looks fake. That fish looks like it was made in the Jim Henson studios. It looks like the one that you know that that wood placket that that they would do back in the nineties. That the fish on it was just fucking talking. Take like me that. to the river. Yeah, yeah the one in yeah. the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> that what he was afraid of. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, this thing is that thing is terrifying. Ugh. I'm trying to figure out how big was the toilet that that guy got flushed down, <laughs> <laughs> and how long ago? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, story number two, and this is up your alley, sir. Mike hey. Tyson and Evander Holyfield are teaming up as business partners with Holy Ears. an edible cannabis product that and and take off their infamous moment uh take off their infamous moment where tyson bit a chunk off holyfield's ear in 97 in their heavyweight title fight according to fox holy ears is a thc and delta 8 thc infused edibles shaped like bitten ears which will launch this November, which is now, uh, <laughs> through Tyson's uh, 2.0 uh, Boxers Cannabis Company. So what do you think of that, about that, man? Uh, so the funny thing is, is that, the, number one, I'm not I'm not shocked at all. I'm pretty sure that it, uh, Tyson's been very vocal about his use of cannabis uh, for medicinal and recreational purposes. I did not know that he was that close with Evander Holyfield, uh, that they're friends. Yeah, um, they buried I, a hatchet I, a while ago. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, it's like, so back in the 90s, there was a company uh, made these little stuffed things called infamous meanies, right? So I have one here. It is Dennis Rodman as like a praying mantis and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And I have, it's like Bill Clinton with like, uh, but he's got his pants down and Madonna, but it's Madonna in the shape of a cow, right? The other one I have is uh, 
Mike Bison. It is Mike Tyson, but he is a bison. He's standing up and literally in the uh, the toy itself, he has a piece of bloody ear hanging out of his mouth and it has a gold tooth and everything. So that's immediately what it makes me think of. Uh, look, uh, uh, at this point, I mean, I, I think a lot of these celebrities that, like I said, are, are, uh, are cannabis advocates are making their own companies. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Jay-Z has a weed company. I'm, I'm 99% Jim sure. What's that? Jim Belushi has one. Nobody cares about Jim Belushi. Don't ever bring him up ever again. Oh, boy. Um, Sensitive yeah. subject there, sir. That guy sucks. That guy, they, they look, God took the wrong Belushi. That's all oh, I got to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> but I know Snoop has a weed company. I'm pretty sure uh, I mean, that's- Martha Stewart has a stake in that because, you know, she's over there posing topless at like seven years old with Snoop. Oh. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. I did not want to uh, know about that. There's no way. There's no way oh. they haven't done something at some point. <laughs> he had to. He had to. He's like, I got to pay these tax evasion bills. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is this is. Uh, it, I, look, I, I think it's cool. Whatever you can do to bring um, awareness to you know cannabis, the, the fact I, I will once again talk uh, on the fact that the fact. That, that weed is legal and that you can literally go to a store and buy weed is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, we grew up with the complete opposite Hell uh, yeah. uh, 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 upbringing where you're like, oh, weed's the devil, the devil's yeah. lettuce, and it does all this bad stuff. I'm like, oh. They find a baggie near you and they want to lock you up. Like, it was near me on the ground. It, only, it, I didn't have, it wasn't yeah. even mine. You oh, walked yeah. past the shit. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. So, mm. so are you going to buy some some ears? No, no, not unless I go to Michigan, where it's like literally ten percent of the cost that we we pay in Illinois at the dispensary. Yeah, Michigan City. Hey, road trip. There we go. All right, E. Uh, when you fly for story number three, sorry, I usually gotta go story number three, but I was excited yeah. about this one. Uh, when you when you pack uh, a bag, what what do you pack in your bag when you're traveling? When you're flying? When I fly, I usually pack a bowl. And the, okay, but what do you put in a bag? Uh, weed. Um, no, I mean, you know, look, I, I usually I have at least one outfit for every day, right? At yeah. least two pairs of shoes mm-hmm. and at least one or two extra pairs of drawers just in case yep. I like, you know, oh, I yeah. shark real quick or something. Exactly. You know? Socks. <laughs> extra extra socks and extra drawers. Always. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, somebody decided to pack their pussy. Whoa. Cat. Pussy cat. (laughs) (laughs) An orange cat was found in a checked bag at John F. Kennedy International Airport on November 16th. A TSA spokesman uh, told the news. The cat passed undetected until it went through an x-ray unit. Duh, I mean, come on. Triggering an alarm and a shocking TSA officer upon its discovery. Are you sure it wasn't just a 20-pound goldfish? (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking, too. (laughs) The TSA administration then contacted the airline and alerted the traveler uh, of the stray feline. The traveler said that the cat belonged to someone else in his home. And according to TSA spokesperson, thankfully, thankfully, the cat is out of the bag and safely at home. Wow. Yeah, that's, that that's was very, very punny. That was very there's two puns in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, first of all, I mean, it, it, this is a... Hey, uh, it's not mine. I'm holding it for somebody else. I mean, yeah. where have you heard that before? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're holding Tyson's ears. 
I don't. I honestly, I don't understand how you make it that far no, with no. a cat in your bag. I saw the X-ray of this. It's kind of terrifying because the X-ray just shows like, like the thermal imaging of the cat is literally completely red because uh, that's all you see through the bag. You're like, hey, uh, that thing is living. Why is it so warm? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what did you have to do to calm the cat down? Because cats don't like to be held like that, or or in small confinements. They don't like what? that. What, what was the name of this passenger? Was it fucking Alf? Was he just bringing out his <laughs> his, his, his snack for the plane? Like what the fuck is oh going on? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna go kosher. I, I, I brought my Omnia. I knew I was gonna get hungry on my way back to Melmac. <laughs> Melmac. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, for our young listeners, you're gonna have to go to YouTube, <laughs> type in Alf, and Elf. watch this A L F, and and watch this ridiculous brown thing. Uh, he gets, yeah. It was a baguette with feet. What are you talking about? Hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, a dollar if you know what ALF stands for. Alien life form. Son of a bitch, I don't have any dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I came here to chew gum and kick ass. I'm out, out of gum. So uh. <laughs> I came here to chew on a kitty cat. <laughs> I am Big Z And that's news to me We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors Meow (laughs) Oh my god I wonder who was petting that Was it cat on the way up there Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock. Big Earl E-Rock. and G-Money and a bunch of weirdos. So tune in! <laughs> Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. That's right. Listen, since we're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, what better than to give you a full serving of Chicago sports? This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, y'all, let's start off with the appetizers. You know, the chip and dip, the pigs in a blanket, the veggie tray, the cheese ball. And since the stove is already hot, let's talk some baseball. Z, what's up 
what's going on with these Southsiders, bro? I have no idea what they're doing up there. I fucking Neither don't know. Do they? I, yeah, that's what it looks like right now. Uh, former Cleveland and San Diego might start uh, starter Mike Clevenger agreed to a one-year deal with the White Sox for around $8 million. That's what it looks like. So this is all pending a physical. Um, it's very high ceiling, low risk. He fills a void that Cueto leaves behind. So that really shuts the door on Cueto because he was probably going to ask for a lot more and a multi-year deal, which they did not want to give him. After going Tommy John surgery that sidelined him for the entirety of the 2021 season, Clevenger returned to the Padres in the uh, this past May. He experienced a noticeable noticeable drop in velocity. Uh, his, his fastball averaging 93.5 miles per hour compared to 95 in the 2019 and 2020 seasons. This likely contributed to, to a de- decreased strikeout rate in eight um, strikeout rate 18.8 in 2022 compared to 27.5 in 2020 and 22.6 in 2019. This is normal. The first year after Tommy John surgery is a normal thing for everyone to have a drop. They don't have the strength. It, it takes a while to get back from Tommy John, and everybody's different. And he's an older guy. He's not, you know, 25, 24, like there were some of these guys that are getting Tommy John now. So this is a big deal uh, 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 for the White Sox because they're buying low and the ceiling's very high. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that that has been an all-star. He was he's been on very good playoff teams. I mean, it's not you know he he was on the Padres this last season, so he kind of knew what it was like to kind of be in that playoff push again. So he does have the experience being an older guy, but but I mean like when we talk about Tommy John surgery, we know that it's it can knock you out for a full baseball season because it's not about the healing; it's about getting back into baseball shape. Correct. I mean, you look at right now, Bryce Harper on the Phillies just had Tommy John, and you're going to see him probably halfway through the season yeah. next year because yep. they just finished the season. So I mean, like this is a this is an injury, or, and this is a, a surgery that you can actually recover from um, much quicker than you ever could before. So I mean, as far as that goes, like the it's in his favor, and like you said, eight million dollars for a guy that you know is gonna. On on three four years ago is like a, a number two in your rotation, Correct. right? So now you add him to a lot of the young guys that you have, um, and it, you know, you, again, you're replacing Johnny Cueto, who did a good job for you. I mean, at some points, he was the only the only guy doing a good job, and mm-hmm. you can see yeah. that even though he was the new guy on the block as far as the, the White Sox are concerned, he was definitely I mean, a leader. He, he was the leader. He was. He seemed to be a, a lot of times during the season the only one who actually cared to be out there and compete. One hundred percent. And in some team out there, some team is going to overpay for him, but he might be the piece that pushes some team over the edge to win a championship. One hundred percent. That he is the the Jose Contreras, the 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 El Duque. You know that puts mm-hmm. you puts the cherry on top of that Sunday that gets you over. The, he showed you what he can do. I mean. He, he had, what, two bad outings the entire time he was with the White Sox. And the rest of the time, like, he when he gave up, like, two or three runs or four runs, he's looking at his guys like, dude, can you guys fucking play some fucking defense? Like, can you really just wake the fuck up and play some defense? It, it's so annoying. I'm, I got to pitch seven, eight innings at, at 37 years old. It, it's ridiculous. So right out of the White Sox, <laughs> oh, did you have something for that? Well, because here's the thing with, with Cueto. I mean, unfortunately for him, what's gonna? I think what's gonna happen is that he's gonna end up getting signed by a team that just is desperate for someone to put in a rotation, and that's probably gonna be a bad team. Not someone to look looking at set, add someone to finish off their their starting rotation, right? Yeah. That's the sad thing for him because he he performed so well with the White Sox that he almost. Um, priced himself out of where he realistically should be at this point in his, in his career and like I said the best case scenario for him is to join a team like the let's say he goes over to the Padres and takes yeah. Clevenger's spot yeah. right? right I mean that's that'd be perfect that'd be perfect yeah 
you know, older guy. It's not cold weather like here in Chicago. I mean, yep. like, you know what I mean? Like, and you don't have that, all that pressure because they got all those guys over there that can that that can alleviate that pressure that you would have. I mean, like, I think he thought he would get it with the White Sox. It just never really happened for him. Right. He would be there to be an innings eater. He's a fifth starter. He's going to he's going to give you your six, seven innings, uh, uh, an outing. And he's a good pitcher. He's a good leader. Good guy in the clubhouse. Solid. He's what he's, he's a solid dude. He is. I mean, I wouldn't you mind him on the Cubs? Uh, I mean, this moment, no, I, I, I wouldn't take him now, like for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I said, if if this was like the 2015 Cubs going to 16, it's John Lackey, right? Like that's yeah. that, that's right, you know, right there. Yeah, he's not he's here. For, he's not here for a haircut. He is, sure ain't. <laughs> he ain't been here. He ain't been for a haircut in a long time. He, did, he definitely got his teeth fixed though. Um, the White Sox have a projected staff of Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech. Uh, Kopech is recovering from left knee strain and right shoulder inflammation. We don't know what's happening with Kopech. No, Kopech don't know what's going on with Kopech. Uh, Giolito is actually going to uh, lose all that bulk, he uh, all that creatine that uh, the Simpsons uh, juice that he took, and uh, <laughs> get back to regular size. He thought that that was going to help him with uh, being not being hurt. You know, his uh, being healthy more and 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 strengthening. And all it did was really slow him down and not let him be the Lucas Giolito that we know. And then Lance Lynn, he came off that knee surgery, and uh, you know after the first two months, he was he was great. So you look, you got to remember, he had no spring training. So the first two months that he was pitching, that was his spring training, and then after that, he settled down. Yeah. So you had Cease and Lynn and, and and Cueto holding it down with no offense, no defense. Uh, it, it was it was a bad bad combination, and especially no coaching. Yeah, and I mean, just yeah, you're right about the no coaching part. I mean, I, I think uh, it, it is it is a shame. I think really the White Sox have some soul searching to do right now. This this off season is going to tell you a lot. Um, they already found their manager. I, I, we didn't talk about them. Uh, it was Pedro Griffol or whatever it was yeah. from the Pedro Griffol? Um, yep. Yeah, and, and I mean, like the Royals also needed a manager, but they did not take him. Right? That yeah. Was, uh, and also, also they needed a bench coach when they hired him, and they didn't take him either. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's something there that leaves something to be desired. But I'm hoping that he can put together a staff that's going to maximize the potential that you know we saw Dylan Cease kind of rise to the top. You know, him he rode his mustache all the way to the top. Um, you know, Lance Lynn, Lance <laughs> Lynn, aka uh, uh, Young John Lackey. Um, you know, he, he ain't here for a haircut either, but he got to win some games, right? Uh, Giolito has got to come back to form. Kopech, I mean, I think we had uh, a lot of high hopes for Kopech, but he hasn't really been healthy either. Right, so I mean, right. like, there's a lot of when it comes to pitching for the Chicago White Sox, a lot of questions, a lot of moving pieces still, and, and it's interesting because don't forget you still got crochet that's got to come back and 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 uh and see what he's going to do in the bullpen because i don't see I, I mean that's that's where he's going to be i mean crochet I will be, be in the lower. bullpen yeah crochet will be in the bullpen for for this upcoming season and then yeah. based on that they might slide him into the rotation in 2024 that's I mean, if he look, can stay healthy i don't think that's a good role for him to be a starter either ways no, I, I, I honestly personally like with the, with the type of, of gas that he has, I think he would be best suited as a closer. Yeah, put him. You put him in uh, right now in in the eighth spot, and you still have Hendricks. If Hendricks goes down, slide him up. It's it's yeah. very. I, well, I mean, just I'm th- I'm thinking about him also long term, right? Exactly. Like he's a pretty young guy. I mean, he's what two years removed from college. Yeah. So uh, two or three years. I think the 2020 season is when he when he got hurt the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ricky. <laughs> Way to go, Ricky. Yeah, the past the past couple of coaches we've had it really fucked up a lot of pitchers. Besides, uh, yeah, we had the Crotch Rocket, we had Rodon getting fucked over. 
Uh, it, it's, it's been, like, it's been like the, the dusty Baker approach to pitching. <sighs> like, hey, you're only at a hundred pitches. You got 20 more. <laughs> <laughs> you throw 20 in between innings anyways. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of changes on the south side, the rich are getting richer, and it ain't the White Sox. It's the defending World Series champion, Houston Cheaters. Ooh. At, or the Astros. Did, did they did they cheat this year? I don't know yet. I mean, no one's checking Altuve's, you know, flak jacket. Look, I don't. I don't know if I've talked about Dusty winning a championship. I talked about my desire for him to win the championship, and that's why, I, you know, if, if I had to root for one, I mean, you guys. I'm happy for Dusty. Yeah, I'm Dusty, happy Dusty. It's cool that he finally got the title, and he's, you know, he's what 73, but he's a young 73. Uh, because he comes out and he's got that that spit and vinegar. He had all that energy and he came out right after the 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 championship and he was on TV and he's talking about, hell yeah, I'm coming back next year. Me and my toothpick. Like, he's ready, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got the spunk. He's got the old man spunk. Uh, Sparky Anderson. There's been a uh, bunch of coaches that. Have, yeah, yeah. That have been that that uh, that elder statesman that had the, the spunk and the fire still. They're not a Tony La Russa. Like, uh, mumbles. Yeah, just like the owner, just to complete mumble. It's, it just it just keep, continues to go. And I, I mean, if it, it's just it's been a waste because you had Abreu, uh, you know, he played his nine year career with the White Sox. I, as we're, you know, recording this, you can see the Abreu uh, frame behind me. It's it's signed jersey. Yeah. It's framed up picture, and I'm like. We wasted a nine year career, and obviously we didn't know how old he was when he signed. But you know. He made his last All-Star game in 2019 at 35. Um, he was a candidate for the uh, – uh, he was a AL MVP in 2020 for the shortened season. Uh, this He was a, he was a good guy to have. He, he continued to, to, to the mantle that was left over by Paul Canerico. He continued the first baseman uh, 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 tradition that we have in Chicago of having really good first baseman on what? either side of town. You're going to have Andrew Vaughn to slide right in there, and I think he's going to be a very good player at, at first. So, I mean, I'm I, not really I, worried about that. I, agree. I think you have someone to carry that torch. But, I mean, like, you look at the accomplishments that Abreu had on the south side, and even when the team was absolutely terrible, he, he was like a beacon of light for Sox fans, something to hang your head on. So, I don't know if I would say that his career was wasted uh, in his nine years here because I do think he brought a lot to – um, I think he brought a lot to the White Sox. The fact that he had the, you know, he had the communication with the Cuban pipeline, like everything that he brought to that team. I think he was, you know, a leader. I think he he helped to develop some of the younger guys. Hopefully, some of that. Hopefully, now that he's no longer with the White Sox, some of these other guys uh, actually step up and and you know come up to the plate. You know, TA needs to be one of them them guys because he is the he is the the biggest face on the Chicago White Sox right now. He's the most no, notorious player, the the most the one with the most notoriety the most famous player on, on the white Sox right mm-hmm. now yeah. um especially after everything that happened last year with josh donaldson he is at top of mind especially being a, a black mlb player that we saw none of no american born uh, black mlb players in the world series so i mean he can be a catalyst to kind of help drive a lot of interest not just for, for chicago Southside baseball but baseball in general for younger black kids you know so i think he is got to be the guy that steps up so i don't i don't know i don't necessarily think that abreu's career uh with the white Sox was wasted because i do think that he played a key role in a lot of things that they did while he was here and he's gonna have a lasting effect uh when he's gone what i meant by that was the last four years 
with with uh, Ricky Renteria and and uh, uh, Tony Larusa. You know, that's what I meant. Like th- they got that was this prime where he was peaking. He was you know uh, an all star, and then he was the AL MVP. You had him at his best at that point, and yeah. the, the administration there didn't go all out and cash in on that. Now again, it's it's time to move on. I think Andrew Vaughn would be just just perfectly fine there. I think at first base, that's his natural position. You won't yeah. worry, have to worry about the defense. He's really good defensively. He's his bat's going to turn around because he's going to get more more at bats. It's going to be fine. But we also have more holes now. There's no one in right. We really don't have but a left fielder. Imagine you hit like a weak grounder to short, and you're just trying to get down the first baseline as quickly as possible, and then he just fucking turns around and looks at you with those fucking Walter and Gromit <laughs> eyes. I would just run. I would run right to the dugout. So, I mean, that's a benefit right there. You're like, nope. Yeah, nah. Wallace and Gromit ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look like him. Uh, let's see. Bruce Levine of 670 Scores reporting that the Chicago White Sox are showing interest in Milwaukee Brewers second base. Colton Wong. Wong is 32 under contract with the Brewers in 2023, so you'd have to be acquired via trade. Second base is an area of need for the White Sox in 2023 and 2022 and 2021 and 2020 and so on and so on. Uh, White Sox, after declining second baseman Josh Harrison's option, leaves a hole. The left-handed hitting second baseman owned a 251, 339, 430 slash in 134 games in 2022. Most importantly, Chicago... Wong added would would add about fifteen homers and forty seven RBIs to that position. He's he's definitely not a defense uh, uh, an offensive juggernaut by any means, but he's a solid second baseman. And like you said, it's been an area of need for the Sox for many many years at this point. And uh, you know, hopefully, the, I don't know if he's the answer because I I feel like. I feel like there's there's guys that they could probably put in that position, but they just don't have anyone athletic enough. If they realistically, you now you think about this, like if they were to go after one of these shortstops that are out there, you could yeah. figure out. Yeah, have, you you move Mukata the second. Yeah, yeah, 100%. it's it's a very simple thing to do. You go you know out I mean? and get it. You I mean, go get Swanson. I want Swanson. Dansby Swanson because he's kind of more the the under under the radar of all the guys that are free agents right now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would literally go. I'll, everyone's gonna go for Judge and, and the big cash out. I don't know. I'm gonna go give me that third baseman. Move Mokata to second. I mean, I mean, Mokata's got a great glove. It's just he's he got to do something. He's got exactly. Besides, make bachata music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the rumor mill, Wilson Contreras to the White Sox. A former oh. MLB player thinks it's the right fit. I, I want you to listen to this, E. We all thought Wilson Contreras was going to get traded at the deadline. He ended up finishing the season with the Cubs, so now he's a free agent. What's a sleeper spot for him? I I think a pretty good spot for him is to stay in the same city that he's at, but just not the same team. So let's go to the White Sox and let's see what happens. Look, the White Sox have had some issues behind home plate. Grandal, I think, played in, what, 90 games, uh, something like that. I think this dude could fit into a lineup in Chicago, and he could make them – Serious contenders uh, in the central. I think they're, they're kind of contenders anyway, but this dude's age is good enough, um, durable. He goes out there and plays, and there's nothing wrong with these numbers when you're talking about uh, some statistics to throw out there that says, you know what, he's better than what we got. And I think that would be a pretty good move. Stay in Chicago, just go to a different location. That'd be problem. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move rewind this a little bit so the, the, the graphic that they have on there 
Wilson Contreras, 2020 statistics. Home runs, had 22, tied for fourth. On-base percentage, 349, fourth. Slugging percentage, 466, fifth. OPS plus, 128, tied for third. War, 3.9, tied for fourth. This is in comparison to other catchers in MLB. He is top five in every category. Plus, he's he's really good defensively. Why, he, why fits, he, I, he fits this anywhere. Is the, this is the exact reason why I wanted the Cubs to hold on to him. Right, but if you weren't going to hold on to him, you should have traded him to a team and got something back. That's notorious for the Chicago teams to do the same exact shit. Oh, yeah, we, we really value him. We think he, he might come back. No. You know, you know, everyone leaves. Here's, here's the funny thing, though, because, like, you know, the Cubs uh, uh, management got shit for getting rid of Baez and Brian and Rizzo and, and not keeping Schwarber. And then, you know, they trade them off. But then when they keep Wilson, they're all oh, like you, y'all got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like you can't be upset about one, and then and then when you don't do that same thing with the other one, you you, you know what I mean? It's just it's just weird. I mean, again, you know, I I've openly expressed uh, my desire for the for the white or for the Cubs to find a way to either bring them back or hold on to them when they did have them. And uh, you know, look, they they gave him the arbitration number, which was close to twenty mil a year. They offered him that because the thing is, is that to me, if you really want to be here. Uh, you could have took that. You could have took that, and then you know they extended your contract because what that does is that locks you up and says, "Hey, okay, I know what's going on here. You know, I, I know this team. I'm comfortable here. I, this is my family. They're just the way that he, you know, he, he, had, he the, the crazy thing is, is that he almost had like a, a swan song season with the with the the Cubs, the way 100%. that they kind of like yeah. you know rallied around him and this and that, and he's crying during the All Star game with his brother and all this other stuff. So, I honestly, I. I if I, 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 the only reason that I want to see Contreras on the South side, just to help them. And just because they're a Chicago team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, can you imagine if he goes to the white Sox and then they win a title, there would oh. be a lot of kind of going back and forth about, well, the, the, the amount of time that he actually spent on the, you know, as an active player, you know, when the Cubs were going for their World Series, when you had uh, Miguel Montero and you had David Ross, you know, you got Contreras right there as a, what, a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes over to, to the White Sox and becomes a very integral cog in the machine that they're trying to build. Where did he have the biggest impact, right? So that's another storyline that we can do an entire show about that. So one hundred percent in favor of it. But then he'll have he'll have the chip that no one has a chip. He'll be he'll have you have a championship on both sides of town. No one has that. I mean, yeah, he's already right. he's already a man that can walk into any restaurant and not have to pay for something. But he will be you know they'll they'll put a statue on both sides of town for this man because he's got a championship on both sides. I mean, that's it would be nuts. Also, I wanted a Bray to go to the Cubs. Just saying that right now. Um, Just as your DH. Okay. He, okay. He kills in Wrigley Field. His numbers kill there. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I mean, it, when we talked about it a couple episodes ago, like if it had to come between a Bray or a Rizzo, I'm taking Rizzo, and then there's a reason. Um, and, and look, I didn't think he was leaving the Yankees. I mean, that didn't surprise me at all when he re-signed with the Yankees. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, again, I think just for, and, and it's not even really, we, you know, you were saying, well, it's got to be nostalgia. 
being one of the guys that helped the Cubs, being the first cog that helped the Cubs win the World Series in 2016 means a lot. So when you're talking about all these young guys that are going to be coming up in the next couple of years, having Rizzo in there like to really defend, because you do have Rossi and that's your manager, but I mean, having a player on that team, all you to have be the left bridge. is Hendricks. To, huh? be the, to be the bridge? Not just the bridge, but just like, yo, like this is what it was like to win a World Series for the Chicago Cubs. Come and help me do another one. You know, let's do it again. You know what I mean? Like that's right there you know it, it, shit you you build a statue of rizzo tomorrow oh yeah yeah i don't i don't see why not i don't see why not all right speaking of the cubs they haven't made any splashy moves yet but they have been busy uh, Northsiders non-tendered outfielder Rafael Ortega, along with former prospects Braylon Marquez and Alexander Vizcaino, making them free agents. Uh, Chicago also avoided arbitration with righties Adrian Sam- uh, Sampson uh, for 1.9 mil and Roan Wick for 1.55, and uh, they both got one-year deals for the 2023 campaign. Nice. Uh, the remaining arbitration-eligible player for the Cubs, a group led by All-Star and Gold Glover, Ian Happ, and shortstop Nico Horner. There were also tendered contracts. So, they, yeah, they were tendered contracts, which is great because if they don't sign, you still get draft picks for them if they leave. Uh, same thing with the Wilson Contreras thing. You know, you offered him a contract. He said no. That's an extra draft pick, which helps out the organization. Um, I, I would like to see Ian Happ back on the, on the north side. I want him in center field. I think he, he's, he's proven that he can do what is asked of him. Um, he's matured uh, shitloads from be, you know the beginning of his career when he got benched and so forth. And it just, I think he's he's like now he's the elder statement that he's got the games underneath him. He's gone through the through the winning and, and now the losing. And, and you know it's it, it's time to to reward the kid. I I, th- I think he's a, he'd be a good addition for the next edition of the Cubs, who don't know who they are yet, but they are gonna go spend, right? And, and they're gonna put a team out there that's competitive. That's already been said by 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 the GM and the, and and the owners that they're going to spend money, and they're gonna have a competitive team this year. I mean, the, the thing with uh, with Happy in particular, I mean, I, I think that when we come around the All-Star break, when we come around the uh, the trade deadline, if the Cubs are not in a, in a position where they can contend, at least for a wild card, he's going to be moved on to another team. And they're going to, you know, see what they can do. Because, again, you're coming off of a gold glove season. As long as he can kind of still kind of uh, hold on to some of that, because we, we've seen situations where, um, you know, players like, had were great prospects and they finally figured it out and then like you know look at Giolito like he figured it out and then you kind of see you're looking you see that potential you see him looking in the window come in the house stop looking in the window right (laughs) complete the journey Right. So the problem is that sometimes they leave the house, they go off and do their shit in uh, in in uh, in the winter and they forget how to come back in the house. So hopefully he can kind of uh, continue what he was uh, what he was able to kind of build upon in this last season. Um, Nico, I mean, he's an interesting player because. You know, at the position that he plays, we know that the, the Cubs are going to be looking after uh, uh, looking for another shortstop. They are all in. I mean, we're looking at uh, um, the MLB Network insider John Morosi. He's expecting the Cubs to land one of the marquee free agent shortstops, which is basically Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, who we've talked about extensively on this show, yep. Xander Bogarts, and then your boy Dan Danby Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson, yeah. He said, I will be very surprised if the Cubs do not add one of the big four superstar shortstops who are available in free agency this winter. This is now their time. 
any four of the uh, any of the four would help the Cubs replace the star power that they lost last year when they traded Javi Baez to the Mets. And look, whether it's Bogarts or Turner or Carrera or yes, Dansby Swanson, mm-hmm. Rossi says he does expect the, the Cubs to find a way to bring in a top shortstop. Now, with that being said, you got to look at a guy like Nico Horner who had to fill that void once uh, Javi was gone, but he's been injured a lot in his career. So he has to be a guy that can be versatile, right? He's got to be a guy that can move around to spots where they need him. And and if he can become like, you know, that, that um, utility player, then, then he could be a lot more valuable. Would, would you like him at second base over uh, Nicky Two Strikes? I mean, if that's the, that's his natural position, right? That's like little Nicky's natural position. He's not a big guy, so he doesn't have that that cannon that you would need to if he was trying to move over. Because where else are you going to put him? You're going to put what stick him in the outfield? Well, I'm saying which one? Which one of these two would you make your utility player? I'm making utility. If I had to pick one versus the other, I'm I'm making uh, Nico Horner a utility player just because he's bigger, he's stronger. You know what I mean? Like he can. I know he has the arm to play short. I know he has the arm to play third when you need him. I know he has the arm to play outfield. The outfield, right? You know what I mean? I I know that he has the glove to play first if you need him, right? He's, so I mean, to me, that could be your your Ben Ben Zobris player. He's your your Larry, Larry Garcia. Larry. Larry. Uh, let's also add the Cubs to the long list of teams with interest in right-hander Kodai Senga. According to the Athletics, Chicago is monitoring a group of starting pitchers that includes Senga. The Japanese star is also reportedly drawing interest from the Mets, the Giants, the Padres, the Rangers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. So basically, every big team that's out there in every major market is looking at this guy naturally. But it would be silly if the Cubs were not in, in it because, again, the Mets, the Giants, the Padres, the Rangers, eh, uh, they just have money to spend. They Yankees, always spend Red money. Sox yeah. and Dodgers, right? Those, I mean, like, you, you look, uh, New York, San Francisco, San Diego, uh, Texas, bleh, New York again, Boston, L.A., like every major market is going after this guy. you got to have your, your hat in the ring. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to put your hat in the ring if you're going to be contending. And, and unfortunately, the White Sox are not in this, uh, but... Why? I mean, I don't. I you know, Rick Hahn's gonna be like, oh, we had a conversation. Stop with the conversation and stop producing shit. I hate that bullshit. The Mets go out there and they spend money. They they throw money at people. The Giants do the same thing. The Padres have been, you know, they were notorious of buying players, you know, in free agency, and then two three years later, selling everybody off and then starting all over. You know, them and, and the Florida teams would always do that. Yeah, that, that's not the case anymore. The Padres are contenders now. The Rangers, same thing. You know they they they'll they'll buy a, a lineup and it then it sucks and then they'll sell everybody off. You got uh, Marcus Simeon. That was one of the biggest free agents. Yeah. What happened? Everyone forgot about him in Texas. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. The Yankees will buy a championship. You know that for a fact. They're gonna go yep. out there and spend the money. You know they'll spend a, the one billion dollar payroll. You, I mean they they're we're gonna they're going to re-sign Judge. I don't see no way. Yeah. I don't see he goes to the Giants. I don't. And and. If the Cubs that, are going to, that's re- really the. I think that's the only other team that we've really heard that are serious talks with Judge. Right, and and I'm, as much as I would love him in, in Wrigley Field and him hitting 500 foot home runs, I mean, that alone makes you want to go to Wrigley Field. I'd go. Let's go see yep. Judge put you know one over uh, into the lake. I want to see that, but that's not going to happen because the Cubs are trying to build a team that's going to have lasting uh, sustainability for a long time. So that's what the Cubs are trying to do. So you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket. So um, I think the Cubs are going to be doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I I mean, 
I look. I, I would like to see Judge. I'm not. I would never lie and tell you that I don't want to see Judge on the north side. But again, I, I honestly like if they found a way to pull it off. I mean, you could also look at this at like the, one of the pieces, the first piece of the puzzle as far as a major league ready player you have all these guys in the, in the minors who have been doing uh, really well but you do need to fill the roster with ma a major league players because you've essentially you spent the 2022 season plugging in and bringing in all your minor leaguers that are 30 years old the guys that just finally got the chance to play in the majors let's see what you can do um i mean you know rafael ortega you know frank the tank you know all these guys right there that got their chance we've seen um we've seen a couple of young guys really blossom Christopher Morrell had a great season. Um, but, you know, you have to find a way to bring in some of these major league ready players. Uh, speaking of which, there are 11 clubs, including the Astros, the Cubs, and the Giants that have expressed interest in 27-year-old former Dodger Cody Bellinger, yep. non-tendered by the Dodgers earlier this month, according to an MLB report uh, by network insider John Heyman. Bellinger is likely seeking a one-year deal after another lackluster season in which he hit 210 uh, uh, with a slash line, 265 and 389 with 19 home runs over 144 games. Um, again, he's he's another guy that uh, when he was a bit younger, um, he had a lot of potential. And and I, the problem is is that sometimes when you as a minor leaguer and you and you're trying to blossom as a major league player on a team that's already full of superstars. It's not just stars. It's not other guys that are trying to come up with you. It's a team full of superstars. Sometimes you kind of get lost in the sauce and you know, you don't play up to potential because these other guys, you, you almost take a step back because these other guys are, are, are filling that role and filling that void where you feel like, well, the pressure's not on me. I don't have to do this or I don't have to do that. I mean, I, and I don't even think that's like his mindset. I just think that, you know, subconsciously you kind of peel back a little bit from having to feel like you have to do too much because of all that star power around you. Yeah, for Bellinger, you had that. He he came up on his rookie season. That's when the, when the Dodgers won the World Series. And, you know, then they go get him. They get Mookie Betts uh, added to the mix. So now you have that, you know, where do I fit in? Am I in my own right field? Am I playing center? And so there wasn't a consistent playing time, and because he wasn't producing, and the Dodgers are notorious for this, next man up, you ain't producing, get yeah. out the way, at, get, go all the way to the end of the bench, and we'll pick, pick up the next uh, minor leaguer up here, or we'll make a trade, and we'll, we'll, we'll stuff somebody in there, and they, they start producing. And that's what happened. He got lost in a shuffle. He ended up batting 210, 265, and 389. That's not something that, that's attractive to, to most of the teams. People are going to buy low for that one year, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like you said, that the Dodgers were ne have never been shy about uh, next man up mentality. Um, you know, it, it's just they, they they went out and they got Trey Turner. Uh, you know, I mean, they didn't they didn't care about whoever was the, you know what I mean? Like no. they they had no they they had no um, no care. Like they just didn't care. They're like you know, whatever, he can help me better. You know, it's yeah. just there. There's no loyalty to their players. I feel like not at all. Uh, I mean, look at the fact. You know, that, like Mookie Betts. Oh my God, it's Mookie Betts. So, uh, look. I mean, there's 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 a lot of stuff that the Cubs could be doing. I think this offseason is going to tell you a lot about what they feel about their uh, their minor league prospects. And looking at the minors, the Cubs prospects are showing their potential in big ways. Less than uh, 24 hours removed from putting on a show during the Arizona Fall League Home Run Derby, 
The Cubs number 21 uh, prospect earned 2022 Fall Stars game MVP honors after swatting an opposite field to run a round tripper to back the National League squad in its 9-3 victory over the AL in at Sloan Park earlier this month. Um, dude, it, it is it is absolutely crazy. Matt Mervis is going to be one. <laughs> that's why I'm not really worried about a lot of the moves that, be, that they've been making. Because uh, you look at what potential we're seeing in the minors. Now, we've seen injuries. We've seen Ed Howard have an issue, uh, issue right now. Um, there was another player, and I can't remember who it is right now, that actually had another injury in the minors for the Cubs. But, I mean, you look at overall, look at the way that their their uh, minor league system. I mean, look at Pete Crow Armstrong. That's their number one prospect and the number 30 uh, prospect in all of baseball. He won his first minor league gold glove. Right. I mean, look, you look at what they have when they traded Baez. Guess who they got? They got PCW. They got Pete Crow Armstrong, the number one prospect in in the Cubs, the number 30 overall prospect in MLB. I mean, come on. You're 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 restocking the shelves. You look at what what Javi is doing right now and what he did this last season in Detroit. I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take the, the shitty season that we just went through all day. If I know that this kid is coming down the pipeline. I think the Cubs did the right thing by trading Javi, uh, and you got a, a, a high-rated prospect, and he's actually panning out. You know, being number one in your system and 30 in the MLB, that's saying something. Coming up with a gold glove, that's another another notch on his belt that's going to show out when the Cubs bring him up. And I, I don't know when they're going to bring, bring him up because they haven't talked about is he going to be uh, starting yet because they still have to make moves. Will it be up this year? This year? I, I can guarantee he'll be up this year. Yeah, he'll be up at the very least at the end of the season. I mean, or it just depends. I can't, we can't really make a prediction of when he's going to join the major league club until we see who they sign, right? That's going to be the big key right there. And then it says, okay, we believe that this guy's going to be ready in, you know, July or this guy's going to be ready in June. And this guy we're going to bring in August after the all-star break, whatever it is. Um, But, but that's the big thing is that, you know, you have to see where all these guys, uh, where they fit in. Yeah, completely agree. We were waiting for that first domino to fall for you guys. Once that happens, you're going to see a lot of more movements. And like I said, shortstop, outfield. Excuse me. I think, wasn't it, it, was it, who was it, Corey Seager that they had as a shortstop before they brought in Trey Turner? Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah, Corey Seager. Dodgers had no problem. (laughs) Nope. They they give no fucks. And both Turners are free agents. Yep. Which is cra- which is crazy. I mean, well, not 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 necessarily crazy, but I mean, I, I, again, there's these are one of those guys that can kind of put you over the hump. That's kind of unexpected, off the radar by a lot of a lot of guys right now. Yeah, but the, again, the Dodgers don't care about replacing superstars. We'll get somebody else. We don't care. Right, right. And, and you know, I, I you can't fault them for that mentality because that's a winning mentality. We're gonna put that's, the best that's, that's product the out there. Indian Patriots mentality, right there. Yeah. I'm gonna get rid of you before you get to a, a year too early instead of a year too late. Exactly. That's why I'd be very leery about Bellinger. Finally, a shout out to John Lackey. He's up uh, for the first time uh, since retiring. He's up for the Major League Hall of Fame. Uh, look, I, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't know if he'll make it further down the line. But I mean, again, he, he didn't come here for air cut. He's a two time World Series champion early in his career with the uh, with the Angels back in the day was it 01 and and of course on the 2016 Cubs so I mean look that big horse uh, of a bastard I hope you I hope he gets some votes <laughs> because uh, he's definitely uh, especially after he spent time with the Cardinals I'm like hey come over here 
We know how to treat you as rights, and you get all the free haircuts you want, even if you don't want them. <laughs> yeah, he'd be uh, sponsored by Chicklets or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some more Chicago sports. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. Let's continue with the loop. Z, next up, let's talk some uh, Chicago Blackhawks hockey. Well, this is going to be short, just like the Blackhawks season, because uh, they suck. They are dead last in the central with six wins and 11 losses. It is definitely time to look for suitors for Kane and Taves. And, and you know, you got teams out there uh, like the Stars and the Jets and the Avalanche that are, are contenders. The Blues are even contenders, even at 500. Uh, and then in, uh, on the West, the Pacific Division, you got the Golden Knights, my second uh, team. You know, gotta, you got to have a second team when it comes Dang. to Chicago. Yeah, I love the Knights out there and uh, our boy uh, Tone out there in uh, yep. Vegas doing it big. And you also have the Kraken, you know, the expansion team doing it big. Yeah. They're 13-5-3. and five and, three. and then you, the Kings, again, another LA team that doesn't mind flipping players. And the Oilers are, are again, 500 team. But you, you want to be around 500 with hockey um, just because you, you – you have a chance to get in so again you you've got to you got to get maximum return for these players right now because they can help a contender to put them over the edge yeah i mean the, the blackhawks actually did pretty well to start the season uh, but they've been failing uh, uh lately i mean they they just lost on sunday seven to two very uh, reminiscent of the the bears when they played the jets uh the blackhawks lost seven to two and this at the same time uh, against the Winnipeg Jets in this in this case, so I mean it, it's again you, you got a brand new coach, you got a bunch of young guys, you got a bunch of unproven guys, but then you got your old elder statements, you got Kane, you got Taves, and uh, the rest of that team, you know, they just gave Haas the, the honor, um, yes. and the rest of that team is either retired or on another team, right? I mean, Duncan Keith is retired, Patrick Sharp is retired, Hosa is retired, uh, Jarmelson is retired. All of these guys that you had, I mean, I, you still got that, that that second wave that came after that last championship, Panarin and, and all these other guys, they're in the league still. But, I mean, you know, you, you look at where that the, the Blackhawks are just not appointment TV like they they were 10 years ago. Yeah, de- definitely. It, it's showing that they're going on a youth, uh, you know, kind of rebuilding. And you have, again, a new whole, whole new administration in the office, new coach. A lot of these players were moved. Uh, you know, we celebrated uh, a, a Hall of Famer, and uh, he said he'll be back 
for a couple more Raptors. So we're going to see that. We're going to see a couple of these guys from the championship team get their get their banner put up in, in the UC. But um, it, it is time to move on, man. It just really is. And uh, it's time to move on to a uh, different sport, sir. <laughs> well, real, real, real quick, right now, I mean, you, you talk about bottom of the barrel. The, the, the Blackhawks are literally bottom of the barrel. They have lost seven straight in their last 10. They're one, seven, and two. So their points differential is negative, negative 26 right now. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the, the again, they, they, they started off hot, but they just cannot, uh, they can't seem to uh, get out of their own way and uh, get over that hump. So we'll see what happens uh, going forward. Um, Z, let again. Let's move over to the other tenant of the madhouse on Madison, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls. These guys are. are when it comes to playing a good team, they step up and they come to play. And they, and it's the same story with the Chicago Bulls over the last years. They, they'll get up for the big games, but then they play down to their competition. The OKC game is a perfect example of them playing down to the competition. There should be no reason that these uh, your, your big three are not scoring over 22 points a game. I, there's no reason DeRozan's going to have, you know, I get it. Some people have a bad game, but the rest of the team has to step up. The bench has to step up. Where are these guys? Where's the fire? Where, where's the passion for, for playing for Chicago Bulls? Kobe White's been doing okay, pretty good, I, I'm going to say, from from coming back off injury. Ayo's been asked a lot to do. I think he's a little bit overwhelmed since he's the point guard, and uh, it's it's really taking a toll because he's supposed to be our sixth man for Lonzo yeah. Ball. So that that void that Lonzo Ball is leaving, it, it is really really coming into effect because Lonzo Ball is the, the the floor general that runs the plays that opens up the, the 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 floor for the rest of the guys, and a guy that can shoot the three ball. Ayo is not a three point shooter. No, Booch is no, is I- off and on. You know, I O is a good facilitator. He is a good defensive player, but I mean, again, like you said, he's being to do a lot. He's being asked to do a lot as a second-year player. I mean, we have no idea uh, what's going on with Lonzo Ball. Last we heard, he might, might quote unquote, might be ready in March. I mean, this is that'll put him what a full more than a year out. And you know, before the Bulls got him, me and me and Mike Logic would go back and forth about you know. I was like, I was never a big fan of of Lonzo Ball, and um, you know, unfortunately, right now, what the time that we did see him play early on in his first season with the Bulls last year, you know, he did he has those flashes of brilliance, the way that he sees the floor, him being a quarterback essentially on the floor, and it changes the the, the dynamic of the entire team. It changes the flow. It allows. Uh, uh, Zach Levine to be able to move around without the ball in his hand. It allows Caruso and, and Io to come off the bench and be dynamic and be part of that bench mob that we're seeing with like guys like Andre uh, Andre Drummond and uh, Simonovic and Kobe White. Um, I mean, you know, you, you see these guys that uh, that bench mob is the first time we've actually had a, a really good bench mob in years, but it doesn't really work when you have to literally go to next man up and you had to shift the rest of your, your guards up into a starting position because you do not have that guy that you gave a shit ton of money to and available to you again we always talk about the best ability that you can have is what availability, availability. right yep. so if, if you don't have any availability for me then what good are you you're just sitting there sucking up money you know um i i will say we're, we're looking at uh d row debo however you want to call him i mean he he's he's 
he's playing very well, right? The problem is, is that we're not seeing the production out of Zach Levine that he's getting paid for. And that is the biggest problem with this team because the, they will sit there and they'll play to the end of the game, but they can, they're just terrible at finishing, right? Um, they, they finally went up to Milwaukee last week and they finished off a game. They hadn't won a game there in, in several years. Um, they who, who else? They just Boston. beat, another, they beat, the, they Boston. beat Boston. Um, so they're playing up to the competition and they're able to get over that hump. I don't know if it's just more fire in the belly, whatever. Right now, they're giving the Jazz one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're, they're up. Uh, with a minute left, you know, they're up, what, nine points right now? If I'm reading that right? Yeah, that's, that's what right. it looks like right now. I'm a little behind on yours. But um, you're seeing Larry Marketing kill it. Yeah. He's got and, and seven threes. He's got seven threes. And you just yeah. put another another putback. So, um, but, th- but what that shows you is that you, that was the potential you saw with Larry Marketing before yeah. they had to ship him off. And he just never, he never, he was never confident on the Chicago Bulls. And again, I don't know if there's still stigma about it being the house that Jordan built. There's a lot of players that cannot handle that. And yeah. I, I don't know if there was just pressure on him, him being a, a, the, the high pick, him coming over with, uh, with that pick that they got for Jimmy when they traded for Zach. There's a lot of different things going on there. So he knows them very well, and they know him very well. But, uh, you know, he wasn't really able to do much with the Cavs. They trade for Spider. He comes over to the Jazz, and he's been killing it over there. So I'm, I'm happy for him that he's able to kind of, like, actually show the league and the rest of us what his cape, what his ceiling is because we've been waiting for that for, what, six years now? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Tyson Chandler where he didn't develop here until he left Chicago. Uh, yeah. Then he went over and won a couple championships. I think he won it with Dallas, and I think he might have won another one. Uh, with another West Coast team, might might have been the Lakers or somebody. He, he was on he was on the Clips. He was on the Suns. He kind of moved around. Yeah, he, he was he, a journeyman. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know if he won. Was he on that team with Dirk when they won? I believe. Yeah, I know, I I know he, he was won. on a couple of very good teams because yeah. he he was always paired up with uh, um, uh, Chris Paul. Him and Chris Paul were a very oh good. Oh my duo god, ridiculous! Together. Yeah, that just the alley oops alone was just ridiculous. So we'll see if the Bulls can pull off this one right now. Like I said, they're up by nine with a minute nine left on this uh, on this Monday evening. Uh, for more Chicago Bulls analysis, don't forget to check out the All Net podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. After every Bulls game, they're going to break it down for you. Mike Logic is one of the biggest basketball nerds that I know. And now that they're focusing on the Bulls, I think Ideal is really back in the saddle. He's really excited about this season. So don't go. Don't forget to go check them out. Uh, find them on our Facebook page, True Chicago Sports Fans, and find them on Shine Native Entertainment. All right, now it's time to talk about our beloved Bears, and Eddie is giddy to talk football because this is his bread. Yeah, yeah, bread and butter. <laughs> bread, butter, crackers, soup, all this shit. Look, uh, you know, it was it was a very uh, it was a very entertaining uh, weekend of football. When you look at the three games on Thanksgiving, you had uh, uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan beating up on Ohio State. They're going to go out and face, I think, Purdue. Do in the Big Ten Championship, uh, so there's going to be a lot of really exciting college football, and I'm sure Justin Fields, uh, not just his his uh, shoulder was hurting, but his feelings were hurt when uh, when Michigan <laughs> beat <laughs> Michigan beat Ohio State. I don't even know what this. I know that I think Michigan was number three, Ohio State was number two at the time, so I'm sure that really messed up the standings. I didn't even check because I also watched uh, uh, my Notre Dame Fighting Irish get their butts beat by USC, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Anyway, let's talk some. Chicago Bears. Look, we we know that uh, that Justin Fields was out with a shoulder, but we also had 
uh, running back Khalil Herbert with the hip. We had uh, Brisker and Gordon, the, the, the young guys, both yep. with concussions. Yep. They couldn't suit up. And uh, unfortunately, five more of their teammates were forced to leave Sunday's uh, loss against the Jets. Uh, the quintet was uh, the quintet was <laughs> compromised of uh, Demo Darnell Moody, who is out for the season with an ankle injury. Uh, safeties Eddie Jackson uh, with a foot, Dane Cutshank with a hammy, and right tackles Riley Reef uh, and with a shoulder, and Larry Borum. So you got two right tackles out right there. You got two safeties out, uh, and, and that's not even including the, the rooks, right? Um, so you know D, uh, Demo. That's what I actually heard. Uh, Ibrufus call him Demo on on the radio today, so that's oh, why. Yeah, that's not, you know, yeah, Demo. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately he's out. He had some some like torn ligaments in his ankle. Eddie Jackson looks like he might. I'm I'm really speculating right now, but the way he went down with that non-contact injury, I'm really fearful that it could be his Achilles, and that's that's a son of a bitch. That's a hard injury. Yeah, Achilles. Uh, I don't know why I didn't listen to sports radio this morning. I was a little preoccupied with getting to work and being on time and. <laughs> Making sure I was ready for the Rugrats today, but um, it, again, this, a non-contact injury; those are the worst because it can be an ACL, MCL, PCL. It can be, you know, it, it was it was definitely a foot. It was definitely a foot. Was it a foot? And, and he and it was him trying to pivot because he was him being the safety, right? He he should have been back there to make a tackle that actually ended up uh, with a touchdown for the Jets and the right. uh, the the. Uh, ever-growing fame of Jets quarterback uh, Mike White, the uh, most bland, <laughs> boring fucking name and a uh, clone of a, a you know a, a random-ass Amber Crowley model that you ever seen in your life. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Fields already out with that separated shoulder. So the funny thing is now we got Trevor Simeon, uh, Northwestern's own Trevor Simeon. He was next up to start, but uh, about an hour before the game, it was announced that he suffered an oblique injury during warm-ups. So in comes Nathan Peterson or Peterman or whoever the hell that guy is. <laughs> Look, this guy has like he he started a couple of games for the Bills. He started a couple of games for the Raiders, and none of those fan bases know uh, who he is anymore because he was terrible. So here we thought, here comes Nathan Peterson. But not so fast, right? Simeon got shot up with the happy juice. And look, there he went. Uh, it was his first start of the season. He completed a whopping 40, uh, a whopping 14 of 25 passes for a total of 179 yards with one tutty, one interception, and a 75.2 passer rating in that 31 to 10 loss. Uh, I mean, we well, didn't expect did anything watch, different, did you? Did you watch this game? Did you? Uh, I, I this did. Was, I did. I watched the whole thing. I didn't I actually didn't even fall asleep. Uh, I, I watched it. Yeah, usually I fall asleep. Uh, halftime into the third, third quarter, I, I'm usually out. That's uh, on nap time. Uh, but yeah, I did watch. I did hear about, you know, like, oh, Nathan Peterman or whatever his face is going to start. Uh, and then you got Simeon who, you know, he was hurt. I, I and- knew Simeon was going to start. I, because, I, I, because, you know, I'm, especially playing fantasy, like I'm watching it a lot closer. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I, Simeon does not belong in any fantasy oh, roster. No. Oh, no. Whether it's three years ago, three years from now, that is the, the, that is the equivalent of, of drafting Todd Heap from the Ravens, number one overall. Okay. Um, what, what, but, I, what I did see was that, uh, you know, you're looking at a pocket passer, right? It's a completely different offense. Uh, we know that we have injuries at the offensive line. We know we don't have time. So there's a lot of chipping with your tight ends. That's why you didn't see Cole Komet with a lot of catches. You've seen Montgomery yeah. chipping in. You've seen uh, uh, the he other. He was forced to come back and be a blocker. And that's right. the thing is that, so Mooney actually got hurt 
being a blocker. Exactly. Someone rolled well, up on him. Being a blocker, he got rolled up on that. Yeah, anchor. and and that that's the problem we have. It's just going to continue to the 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 dominoes are continue to fall because. It starts at your offensive line, and without the offensive line, then you have other guys doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, play after play after play, and obviously you can't see behind you. So that that's an unfortunate thing that happened to Darnell Mooney. It can happen to an offensive line. It can happen to anybody. But what we're looking at now is that we have a different offense. What I did see is that you know the offense was a little bit more spread out. Um, I, I I see the pocket passing uh, type of game plan that they had i think it was okay but you're playing one of the best defense in the new york jets yeah. so that, I, at some point yeah at some point i was like um you know one of my guys is like oh better better pick uh, pick six i'm like mm, i don't know i don't think so i think there'll be a pick i just don't think it'll be a pick six right. uh and i thank god thank god i didn't bet that but what i'm looking at is that he had no one to throw every time you looked at, at where, where am yeah. i throwing Option one is down. Option two is down. Option three is down. They're all being covered. So guess what? It, it goes to Montgomery, or you know, some Komet got a, what, I think like two or three catches. There was really nowhere to go. So their running game was the only offense that they really had. And, and, and at this point, this is what we expected. We, we didn't expect them to to be a world beater. Some people were like, "Oh my God, what if the Bears go on a roll?" Um, Okay, maybe they can beat the Packers now that Aaron Rodgers is not going to play, but you're not beating the Bills. Yeah. You're not beating yeah, the Bills. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw them do a couple of different things. We saw Phyllis Jones get some of those end arounds that they, you know, they used to give to Cordell Patterson. Um, Claypool actually did decent. I mean, like, you know, compared to the rest, uh, he had two receptions, only 51 yards. Um, but those, but that means that he's getting 25 and a half uh, yards per catch. Uh, Monty had three catches. Um Darrington Evans, the other running back, had a catch. Cole Komet had three catches for 27 yards. Yeah. Um, and then you had, you know, EQ. You had Br- Pringle actually had uh, a touchdown. He had a, pr- a pretty nice catch there. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, a lot of people are still clamoring. They want to know what's going on with Claypool, what's going on with Claypool. They, you have to implement the offense, right? You have to give the guy he, – he hasn't been in this offense all season. He's only been here for, like, like what, four games now. So you got to give him a chance. But, I mean, we're seeing the way that he fought to be able to catch the ball – on Sunday, he actually did a pretty good job of, of getting to where he needs to go. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Pringle is much faster than him, but he's a big, tall target. And I think he's essentially what they thought they were they would be getting when they signed EQ, EQ St. Brown because you got a big, tall guy. And EQ, both uh, both him and Claypool coming from Notre Dame. You know, there's a reason that, that Claypool cost them a second-round pick. And there's, and there's also a reason why the Packers and Aaron Rodgers really wanted Claypool on their team as well. Um, you know, uh, the Packers, uh, I forgot the, the kid's name, but they're, they're young uh, wide out. That's finally that they brought over uh, the rookie. I mean, he's starting to play pretty well. So, I mean, that's, that's interesting for them. I really don't care. But what I'm saying is that you see that the, the players that the bears targeted specifically Claypool, there's a reason why they wanted him because they need a big tall guy. What happens in, in the, uh, in the offseason with the free agency, that's that's a whole other thing. That'll be interesting to see who stays, who goes after the season, who they release, who they, they're able to uh, hold on to. But uh, So Simeon with that oblique injury was kind of funny because they asked him if it bothered him during the game, and he says, 
Uh, a little bit, but honestly, I'm more embarrassed getting the injury I got. You've got guys in there that are playing, what are we, week 12, 13, going through hell, and I have a non-contract thing, a non-contact thing show up. So, yeah, not ideal, but everyone is going through something at this point of the year, which is absolutely correct because even the almighty Justin Fields, JF1, we'll see if he plays against the Packers. Uh, he's still questionable. Well, Mooney's out for the season, yep. right? Yep. He's done. We're still waiting up for that update at Eddie Jackson to see what's going on. Like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm fearful that it's in, it's an Achilles because despite the fact that he still can't wrap up, um, he's actually been really good with. He's been a ball hawk at least the first part of the season, um, and he he left it in a walking boot. So look, Justin Fields is still questionable for that Green Bay game, but Rodgers had a rib injury late in that game um, the other night. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I'm, I know he's going to do whatever he can to come play the Bears because I still remember a couple years ago, he got injured at halftime. He got super drugged up. He came back and played, and they came back and won because we were ahead. And then he talked in like this hillbilly accent the whole time. So, well, I just went in the back and I, you know, relaxed, I relaxed a little bit and I had a couple beers and then I was ready to go. And I'm like, why are you talking like that? What is wrong with you, Justin? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, uh, uh, Rogers. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't. My thing is that if if we do see Justin Fields, I, I again, don't get me wrong. My my one game that I want them to win the rest of the season is the Green Bay game. If they go two and two and what seventy three, that's how many games they got the, uh, nowadays. I'm always going to want them to beat the Packers. Lovey Smith understood that. He put it in his his introductory press conference when he joined the team years and years ago. But I also kind of want to see uh, uh, Jordan Love against Justin Fields, right? Jordan Love looked a lot better when he came in in the second half for the for the he, Packers. He looked really good. His he, looked he really had good. zip on, he the, on those passes. Before. The Packers uh, uh, wide receivers were dropping passes that hit their hands in the end zone on the way out, like uh, towards the sideline. They were dropping the passes, so it wasn't Jordan Love. I think he, had, he went like four for five on his first drive. I mean. He was, he was trying to bring them back, and then after that, they just started dropping the passes. So, I mean, can you imagine just like, I mean, we've, I mean, we've already seen it, right? We've seen Favre to, to uh, Rodgers, you yep. know, because of an injury. He came in, and, you know, after that, the next year, he took See, and, over. And what, what's, what's the common thread, though, there? Because Rodgers had to sit for three years before be behind Favre. Jordan Love is, what, a third-year quarterback now, right? Yes, and he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Right. Uh, if Rodgers wants to come back, he'll come back. He, if he wants to come back and play next year, he has full autonomy to, to do that. The, the kid I'm talking about is Christian Watson. He's actually been, been playing very well for them as of late. Alan Lazard has not been, you know, again, big, tall guy. A guy. He hasn't been a superstar. Uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs got hurt and uh, Randall Cobb. He's about, uh, I think he's about 57 now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. That's about right, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see the, the reason. I know we want to win against the Packers, but there's no reason to put out Justin Fields for the next five games uh, to further injure him. He's, he's got that, uh, uh, what is it? A, a reps are reps, right? Sports, like, you, you don't get better uh, just like anything else. They, they say you need 10,000 hours of any activity be, to become an expert, right? So in, a, in your work life, like if you're starting a new job, that's about, and I did this calculation not so long ago, it's about... I think it was about five and a half years of actual work time in a 40 hour week. Right. Math. So, I mean, reps are reps. If you're, if you're healthy, he, you know, yes, he's been, Justin Fields has been exciting, but it, it there, he could still end up being a bust. 
right? He's been exciting because he's breaking records. Well, look what happened with Kaepernick. He was breaking records too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. George, uh, uh, Justin Fields has the the all time rushing records in a regular season game at, at one seventy eight, and Kaepernick had one eighty one in a playoff game against the Packers. Actually, that was pretty cool. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, y- y- if he's healthy, and that's going to be your starter, if he's healthy, that's a big if, right? That's where I put it in there because reps are reps are reps. You're not bringing in Trevor Simeon to be your starter. You're not j- bringing. Uh, uh, Peterson Minton, that guy, um, you know, like if he's your he's your guy, let him be your guy. That it, reps are reps, like reps. That's the only way you get better is is more reps. So, I mean, I don't want him to get injured further. I don't want him to get another injury. But reps are reps, right? That that's that's how I that's how I think about that. Yeah, I, I think that. But right now, I think that the Bears are are pretty much saying that he's the quarterback of the future. I, I I think they're they're, they're solid with solid with I his think, performance. I think his spot is I think his spot is secure as a starter. I just uh, again I think that you know what five games left in the season. Yeah, like five. reps are reps, right? You got to you still got to play. I think what well, they got to play like the Bills. They they got a couple of hard games. They, they got, still got to play the Packers. The, uh, the Packers they'll be okay. The Eagles is a very tough defense. Eagles, you yeah. do that's when I don't want him playing. Uh, you got and Dominic and Sue over there that likes to eat He's quarterbacks. I want him to play Philly all day. I want him to play Philly. I want him to play a close game. I want him, him to be pissed off at the end of the game because they lost. And I also want him to get validation because I want to see him play against Jalen Hurts with the same style of play. Jalen Hurts set a record last night because that's that, uh, they, when they beat up on the Packers. Jalen Hurts was uh, like the uh, moved up to like number three or four. They showed the whole list. Justin Fields has two of the top. 10 all-time rushing records for a quarterback. Jalen Hurts made one of those was was uh, one of those spots last night. Mm, so that that would be interesting. It would, but again, I want a healthy quarterback out there because he does take a, a beating cuz he does have to do a lot of the offense and whether it's running or evading the defensive linemen. So again, a lot of these plays are are, you know, they're flea flickers uh, you know, that Justin Fields makes up in his head, you know, like, "Hey, this is the play, but it's not going to work. And uh, watch when I scramble, come back to me. You know, he, he's literally he's literally playing backyard football, uh, just like Mahomes does. But, hey, but Rogers has been doing that for 15 years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like Rogers has been doing that forever. So I mean, you know, if you if you had a player on your team that had the career, especially at a quarterback, especially for the Chicago Bears, a, a team that had the career that that Rogers has, you take it all day. Okay, you take so, it all day. So you want him playing. You want him playing this Sunday? If he's healthy, I want him to play. Period. If you're healthy, you play. That's that's how I feel. Okay. All right. You know, because don't forget, he also does that baseball slide. You don't see nobody do that slide like he does. The yeah, smart he, slide. He's, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah. He's gotten oh, yeah. a lot better. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't see. The, I don't see uh, Aaron Rodgers playing. Uh, he thought that he punctured his lung. That's why he came out of the game. Uh, but he also got hit in his thumb for the second game in a yeah. row. So that that's critical for a uh, quarterback to be able to throw the ball because you got to grip it really hard. So uh, unless you're Tom Brady, who gets his ball deflated? Hey, not, not only by the Patriots. <laughs> by Giselle. <laughs> by, by, his, by his ex-Jizzle. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. 
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
Do you remember that? Remember? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember Wildwood Soda at Jewel? That's yeah, yeah, how, yeah. if you went to 24, it was just four six packs. And yeah. he'd come in that little cardboard. I just remember, I just imagine his grandpa with one of those, like trying to hold all the beers there, and he's under one arm and shit. <laughs> the kid's under one arm. The beer's being held correctly. <laughs> Sean's under one arm, and he's balancing the, his weird case of beer in the other. <laughs> so that's that's two two yays on this one, huh? That is definitely two yays, and that's been a rare occasion where we both agree on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a holiday miracle. It is a holiday miracle. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, what is it? The festivus? What is it? Festivus for the rest of us. That's baby. right. Festivus for the rest of us. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> hey, Best Bull, holiday Bulls, ever. Bulls ended up uh, pulling it off, one fourteen to one hundred seven. So congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to them. Yeah. All right, brother. Before we go what you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports uh yeah so uh you know steven was over here yesterday uh, on sunday and i recorded his episode uh so he's like hey you've got to watch this and i said what is this he's like guardians of the galaxy holiday special it's on disney plus they just released it this week i think on wednesday or thursday and i think he's watched it at least 47 times at this point because he's a big uh, uh, Marvel nerd. Um, yeah. I, I, I gave it a shot. I, th- I think it was really well uh, done. Um, it was funny at some point. Um, the whole thing is they're trying to give uh, Peter Quill a present uh, because he's from Earth and he's kind of sad mm-hmm. that he's, you know, uh, he's not at Earth and, you know, he, all the traditions are not there. They're rebuilding whatever uh, whatever planet they're on or whatever. They're rebuilding it and, you know, some people are trying to get into the Christmas spirit as they're learning. The opening scene is fucking hilarious because they come up with a new Christmas song and it's very catchy. I really enjoyed okay. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole, I don't want to ruin it for me because I know you're going to watch it because that's what's yeah, up. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, because it's an in and out. Like, just like you like, you know, you, know, you like your uh, movies that get you in and out. So yep. uh, you don't really have to know much about the Marvel Universe. It's, it's really a standalone uh, little short. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I watched. I also did, uh, I know we didn't talk last week, but I watched Nope. Oh yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, that's on Peacock. I watched it. I I thought it was okay. Um, there was some plot holes, and there was a couple things that I found really stupid. But um, I did catch, you know, um, a lot of the premonitions that they do show you in the movie that kind of let you know exactly what's going to happen in the movie. So um, I, I would say, you know, watch it. But it is a five out of ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see, what- I'm, I, see, the the thing is with me is that I rarely turn a movie off. And I, I try to give everything at least. Uh, if I started, I try to finish it right. Like, yeah. I couldn't do that with the Munsters show a movie because that was terrible. Um, and it, it's either if I'm not falling asleep, that means I try. Like I was like, oh, I like this enough to stay up and watch it. Um, but I, this is one of those movies. And, and see, like I'm I'm one of these, the few people that liked the movie The Village. Remember The Village? Oh, by I loved Henry, it. I loved Cameron it. Rami Ding Dong. Yeah, Kim was it. like, this is so fucking stupid. And I was like, oh. I watched it in two parts. Like I watched the first half and then I fell asleep and I came back uh, the years and years ago. Um, and I watched the second half where the you know the the find out that they're in modern times and all this stuff yeah. later. And I was like, oh my god. So like this kind of stuff is like I I would probably enjoy it more than you would just because I have a different uh, a different mentality and mindset and the way that I absorb uh, information is just weird. Um, Facts. Facts. <laughs> 
definitely facts on that. You know, and, and just the, the way that my, my mental state works in general. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been on my list since, uh, I don't know, it was released, but, uh, you know, that would require me to actually do something and watch it. So, yeah, definitely. It was one, one of those, it was one of those movies that was on my list to watch. Uh, when it came out, I was like, "Oh, this is a cool concept." And then when I watched it, I'm like, "Okay, it, it's it's pretty decent." Again, I five, maybe six out of ten, but uh, I would say watch it. You know, watch it for yourself. I think it's. Uh, I like the way he's uh, got an outside perspective of making horror movies or suspense, suspenseful, suspenseful, uh, suspenseful movies. I got it. I got it. it took me a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that I watched, oh man, I'll, oh I've been watching the new season of Yellowstone, and if you haven't watched it, it is pretty good. It is really good. Get on that Yellowstone, and uh, you know it makes you want to put on a cowboy uh, hat and uh, flannel and some boots and a big belt buckle and uh, ride a bull or something, man. But uh, you definitely, definitely one of those shows that you that sucks you in, and you're like, man, when is the next episode? So uh, if you haven't watched that, get on that. What have you been watching? Mm-hmm. The uh, the Fast and Furious effect. Remember when Fast and Furious came out and everyone in the no matter what kind of you you, you had a uh, a Dodge minivan and after that game or after that 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 movie at the theater right before streaming and all that you're over there in the parking lot like revving up the fucking engine you're like yeah family yeah <laughs> <laughs> put flames on my minivan right right so you 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 sit there and you 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 know put on Peacock and you watch a couple episodes of Yellowstone and you're like giddy up motherfucker Wait. oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent I'm moving to Montana. <laughs> All right, man. What are you watching? I'm trying to figure out what's legal over there in, in Montana. First, before I'm, I'm just saying, everything's uh, legal. How close is that to Colorado? Um, anyway, so I was, <laughs> I've actually, uh, so I watched the new Trevor Noah special. It's called "I Wish I Would," <laughs> and it was like, uh, I think that the title, if you actually watch the special, he has that one point, like, "Man, I wish they would," like, "Wish they would what." Like how people want to be tough. Ah, I wish they would. Like, I wish he would what? So I think that's where it came from. Um, Trevor Noah just announced that he's going to be stepping down as the host of the Daily Show. So right. you know, I'm guessing he's going to work more on his uh, um, stand his stand up and just keep going touring and all that stuff. For good for him. I mean, a lot of people don't like him because he is very left wing. You know, and and when you listen to his comedy, you watch the Daily Show. That's kind of his his whole thing. That's always been kind of what the Daily Show was. Going back to John Stewart, so you know this is this is right up his alley. But uh, if you're a fan of his, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, I've also been playing on Xbox this this game called Man Eater, and Man Eater is not uh, uh, the new uh, nightclub in, in Boys Town. It is actually <laughs> <laughs> it's the new GTA version for the, for, yeah. <laughs> for our boys up there on uh, Halston. <laughs> um, no, but actually, this is a game where you play as a shark, and your job is to grow from like a little baby, you know, a pup of a shark until uh, you kind of get into like you know the big, uh, um, you know, what, what great, do they call them? great white it's predator uh, uh, sharks, and uh, yeah, this uh, I I'm just swimming around eating fish, and it's narrated by uh, uh, Chris Parnell. I'm pretty sure that's his voice that I keep recognizing. Um, and, and, you know, it, it go, you, you go all the way down from like an alligator just kicking your ass to like sitting there and trying to like uh, fight like an orca or a, a sperm whale, like giant. I mean, it's nuts. And then uh, the whole time you have these bounty hunters coming after you because you have missions where you literally have to eat people. So you see like eat three humans. Here comes a bounty hunters coming, trying to, trying to hunt you down and 
you got to kill them and all this stuff. So, I mean, it was one of those games that it sucked me in. The only, I have one very last, like the very last boss mission to, to do, but this is the first time I would say in at least 15 years that I did all the side missions on a game. Wow. I could, yeah, I couldn't uh, tell you the last time I did that. That also sounds like a, a great concept. Uh, it's 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 just fun. Okay. Like I literally like sit there from like what the how did I waste a whole <laughs> playing video games in my forties? Um, so the other thing uh, I watched was uh, this is an animated show. If you have not seen it, it is called Inside Job. Um, you have Lizzie Kaplan who is the uh, the, the main voice actor uh, as Christian Slater. It has Adam Scott, Clark Duke. Uh, uh, you'll know him from Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the kind of nerdy guy, and he was also in The Office. Uh, Brett Gelman, uh, who you know from uh, um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Um, so, yeah, so the, the concept is anti-social genius Regan, uh, Reagan Ridley and her dysfunctional team work to hide the world's conspiracies. So it's literally the deep state. Uh, it's 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 actually pretty damn interesting. Uh, it's a lot different than you might think it would be just looking at it. Um, and I want to say this is a it's kind of in the same Rick and Morty type of vein. OK, so it's de- it's definitely interesting. They just released season two. So I'll, uh, I'm so, yeah, if you're a fan of uh, of uh, adult animation and not the dirty kind, uh, <laughs> no anime. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this definitely check this one out. It's on Netflix. The other thing that I, I started to watch, I, I think I mentioned this before, was Inside Man with Stanley Tucci from the Tucci gang. Um, he uh, he's a death row inmate who is uh, I think he's there for murdering his wife and he advises people. It, it, I don't even want to give a lot away from that one. When you put Stanley Tucci in a show where he's like a serious actor, it's gonna be a win. Just stay away from that uh, CNN uh, uh, show that they gave him to go eat Italian food around the world and just blew their fucking budget. Uh, where they have to cut all their their other non new non quote unquote news shows. But uh, but yeah, man. There's definitely a lineup of shows waiting for you, and I'm pretty sure what was it? Uh, it used to be called uh, the Family or the Family Channel or the Hallmark, whatever. It is. It's called the Freeform now. There are 25 days of Christmas where you can see Frosty the Snowman and uh, uh, Home Alone 73 times in the next uh, three weeks. Uh, yeah, that'll be a no. The only thing I watch is Christmas Vacation, Elf, Elf uh, Die Hard. There's, there's Home a, Alone. I mean, Home Alone gets in the rotation. Home Alone, yeah, that gets in the rotation. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you, I'm sure at some point that Grinch will be on. I don't like the the Jim Carrey one; it gives me the creeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is what's the one? The other one that's um. Uh, there's a new, newer one, one that's animated. Oh, that, that one too. Tyler the Creator did the soundtrack, and there's actually some dope songs in it. I, I actually have that on my Christmas uh, my Christmas playlist. So uh, yeah, coming up. Uh, I, I feel like this year went by really fast, man. Yeah, we blinked and they were like, "Oh my God, summer's over! Oh my God." And- I don't remember the entire month of August. Uh, that's because you were doing softball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, no more softball for a while. Uh, we're just going to be enjoying the holidays. We're pretty soon we'll have our little holiday get-together, our potluck, uh, you know, tamales and cannolis and all the other, uh, uh, you know, round-shaped uh, ethnic foods that we can get our hands on. I thought on. you were talking about us. <laughs> we're round and ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, once again, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, that's all we got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. 
Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your Christmas gifts for all your friends and family right now. And don't forget to check out the rest of the 606 Media lineup. The new show is No Water on the Weekend with Stephen and Sean. It's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes are available on Mondays. And of course, the Bulls are back, baby. That's right. NBA is back in action. 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Shine Native Entertainment presents All Net. Make sure to check out the All Net podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal after every Bulls game for breakdown and analysis and two knuckleheads who know each other very well and will throw insults at the drop of a hat. So if you like uh, seeing people get <laughs> bust each other's balls and you love the Bulls, that is the show for you. The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And while you're checking out shows, check out Sibling Rival uh, Rival Media with our guy Ill Brown. He's always breaking down the Bears games. Uh, you know, we had him out. We had him. Uh, I linked him up a couple weeks ago to talk to another show in Atlanta about the uh, Atlanta and uh, and Bears game a couple weeks ago. So make sure you check out our boy Ill Brown and check out what he's going on. Sibling Rivalry Media on YouTube. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us uh, on our email. Tell us what you think about the show, any questions, any comments, any concerns, and uh, you can tell me how wrong you think I am. Uh, you can reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next, uh, next time for episode 121. Until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. Gobble, gobble. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat the poppers.